Welcome to episode 39 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is why I first got into this was people going, how come your videos look so good? The comments are going, what camera are you using and what are you doing? So people are interested in it and they do want it. And I just think it helps you to stand out. There's so many people are making videos now that I reckon to stand out and really be seen as an authority and an expert. Yeah, this to me is a very quick way to just catch someone's attention. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I've got Adrian Salisbury on to talk about how to make your live videos look professional. Are you frustrated by the look, the camera, the background, the way your live videos just appear? Do you want to make them more professional? Well, Adrian is going to share some amazing tips on how to improve your set, your equipment, and some tips about yourself. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely booty. What's wrong, Daddy? Oh, well, Timothy... I'm really worried because my live videos don't look very professional at the moment. Don't worry, Daddy. I think we should get Adrian Salisbury on the show. Shall we sing a song about it, Daddy? Oh, go on. Ooh, yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel a lot better now. I thought you would. Shall I press that button now? Go on. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Show. My name's Ian Anson Gray. This is episode 39. And today we're going to be talking about how to make your live videos look professional. I've got Adrian Salisbury on the show, which I'm really excited to have him on to talk about all of this. But just first, before we get on with that, I just wanted to share with you that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be going to social media marketing world. In fact, Adrian is too. Uh, so it's just around the corner. This is my sixth year attending and my fifth year speaking. Really, really amazing conference based in San Diego. And my presentation is going to be on how to create a live video show, tips, tools, and techniques to succeed. So I'd love to know if you're going to Social Media Marketing World this year, let me know. It'd be great to meet up there. If you haven't got your tickets, you're still not too late. You can still get those. And if San Diego is just too far away for you, then you can get virtual tickets. If you want to find out more, if you want to watch Social Media Marketing World in the comfort of your home, in your pajamas, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash go forward slash SMMW. That's iag.me forward slash go forward slash SMMW. And it'd be great to see you there. But it's also time to mention 
my first sponsor of the show, which is StreamYard. StreamYard is one of my top recommended live video tools as a web app. This runs within your browser. And because it runs within your browser, it works for both Mac and PC users. So there are other tools out there that will work specifically on either Mac or PC. This works on both. It's incredibly easy and simple to use. It has amazing features such as being able to highlight comments on the screen, being able to add your own titles, having up to five guests on your show without any extra software, being able to share your screen, add your own brand colors. You can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live, and YouTube, and you can also use green screens. And all of that's on the free version, which is awesome. The paid version gives you even more features, including being able to add your own logo, overlays, backgrounds, videos, and multicasting to up to five destinations. So you could go to LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and Facebook all at the same time. Now, StreamYard have got a great deal for Confident Live marketing viewers and listeners. You get a 30-day trial and a 16% discount on annual plans. So if you want to have a little play, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. That's iag.me forward slash StreamYard. And I thank you, StreamYard, for sponsoring the show. You're You're listening listening to the the Confident Confident Live Marketing Marketing Podcast with with Ian Anderson Gray. So it's time to get Adrian onto the show. Adrian Salisbury is the guy who makes professional looking video easy. Through his online training, Adrian works with solo entrepreneurs around the world, helping them to look and feel their absolute best on camera. Adrian, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, good to be here, Ian. Thank you. <laughs> so you're you're dialing in from Peterborough, aren't you, in the UK? That's right. Yes, but an hour north of London. I have to explain it to people. By <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, <laughs> there is there is life outside of London in the UK, isn't there? I know, but it's amazing how many people come to England and don't get outside of London. I visited England, you know, the UK, yeah. And, yeah. and and all they did was go around London, and you think, there's so much outside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm trying to pull people out whenever they come. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. It's got to happen. It's time to start the quiz, the Confident Live quiz. So, uh, you know all about this. I, I did mention we were going to have this, <laughs> uh, although you do not know the questions. So I, I don't. This is... No, I was just thinking I didn't see questions. <laughs> so, these are just some very simple questions just so that we can get to know you. So, are you ready? I am. Okay, so, here is the first question. What is your favourite type of food? Indian. You're my man. Indian is my favorite food. <laughs> if you can, if, it is the correct answer. <laughs> can I get it wrong then? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. No, no, it's, it's, it's good. Well, well, I have got another sound effect, which is that one. But, um, oh, but uh, yeah, if you had to choose a particular Indian dish, what would it be? Well, at my local restaurant, they've got this new uh, speciality when it's called their railway curry that's... Um, it's really, and it's actually got lamb pieces that are all on the bone inside. So it's really nice curry. So I'm actually taking my daughter there on Valentine's. We, we started a tradition probably about 10 or 11 years ago. She's 23 now and I still take her out for Valentine's. So um, we're heading there and that's what I'll be having on Friday night. My poor wife stays at home, bless her. She's Aww. very happy to do so. It was her idea in the first place, so I blame her. That's really sweet. I like <laughs> that. I, I definitely love to, to do that with my daughter. You're, ne- you're never yeah. too old for that kind of thing. Okay, so next question. I think I know the answer to this. Mac or PC? Oh, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've had we've had quite a few bothes recently. We had a PC oh, really? user last week, which was great. Great to have diversify things. Yeah, being a creative, 
I'm totally lost on a PC now. It's bizarre how different they feel. Yeah, no, totally Mac. Oh, well, there we go. That's, that's great. Okay, so next question. Your favorite kind of music? Ooh, I actually like a bit of cheesy pop music to get me going and, you know, my playlist. Yeah. Cheesy pop, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat a bit of cheesy pop. That's, That's right. Yeah. Any particular era? Would you say 70s, 80s? I do love the 80s. Um, mm. We did a quiz. My kids can't get over how good I am at a quiz. You just with that first few seconds and I know every song. <laughs> I, I'm definitely an 80s geek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 80s. Yeah, 80s and 90s. I'm quite into those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Next question. This is a difficult one. Okay. You ready for this? <laughs> if you had to choose, which one would it be? Would it be a banana or a Krispy Kreme donut? <laughs> oh dear definitely not the banana um, although I should be saying that I'm actually trying to lose some weight ready for social media marketing world so right now I ought to say the banana but definitely not what I would prefer yeah well <laughs> if you're going to go to the social media marketing world and, and go to San Diego you're, you're yeah, you're not looking to lose weight. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, they, 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 the portion sizes are something to behold. Oh, really? Does, has, have you ever had anybody say banana in that question? Yes, I have. Yeah, at least oh, a, couple, really? a couple of times. Yeah. Although some people just don't like either. So, so there we go. Not to make you feel guilty or anything, but you know. Okay, <laughs> next question. Favorite kids TV program? What, from me or what my kids? What, what, no, you. What, what oh would you dear. say? My favourite kids TV. Oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> ah, I can picture it. I can't think of it. Um, Put you on the spot. Totally. Yeah, totally. Is, it a, ca is it a cartoon? Cartoon. Yeah, definitely a kids cartoon. Well, um, look, I tell you what, kind of thing. if you if if you remember, you know what's going to happen. Disney films. You're going to remember later on. You'll you'll let us know, and I'll put it in. So I know. There we go. I'll there be we... laying in bed tonight and remember it. Yeah, I know. I've I've. Um. I'm sorry. Sorry to, to put you through <laughs> that turmoil. Okay, we're nearly there. So, next question: Who is your favourite classical composer? <laughs> we have had cheesy pop to classical. You, you've definitely got the wrong person. <laughs> <on here. laughs> uh, I, I don't think any of them would make my favourites. I'm afraid. <laughs> that's definitely. We definitely need one of those. That sound effect. That's, that's okay. That's cool. Okay, and then the final one, which if you are a geek, you'll love this question, which is your favourite app. If you had to choose one app, what would it be? Um, Ecamm Live. Ecamm Live. I Definitely. like that. I like that. Kajabi and Ecamm Live are two things I could not do without. Yeah. But I wouldn't call Kajabi an app particularly. Well, we'll give you that. We'll give you yeah. that. Anyway, that's great. Well, thank did you. I, did thank I make you. it through to the next you round? You did. You or, did. Or you, made, you made it through. <laughs> I think it's time to get on and ask you some questions. So uh, you talked a little bit about this before we started, but you know, how did you... see? You, went, you started off as a, a photographer. How did you kind of get into what you're doing now? Can you give us a bit of a potted yeah. history? Always enjoyed teaching and helping people. Mm. And, um, you know, I would be, <laughs> I'd, I'd be on holiday and watching somebody awkwardly <laughs> with their camera trying to take a photo and everything in me wanted to go over to them and just go, can I help you with that? So I started teaching photography, used to do it in person and uh, then wanted to create an online course, which meant I had to make videos. 
and actually that's i joined you know james webmore business by design mm. i joined his program to sell this uh, or, or promote this photography course uh, and very quickly people were going how are you doing your videos you really stand out on video what's going on uh, you need to show us how to do this and so i quickly pivoted and kind of put the photography course on hold it's still there somewhere and started teaching so only two and a half nearly three years ago i guess was when this was happening just really teaching what i know so no film background no you know haven't been making movies and things like that but i think that helps actually and i think people resonate with that because i'm not talking overly technical to them i'm able mm. to keep things simple and they can a lot of people have said to me on my youtube videos your videos i just get them i understand them you talk my language rather than it being you know, <laughs> I need to go off and Google what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Because I've seen so many videos out there, so much content out there that is aimed at the geeks and and goes into so much technical detail, which, you know, yeah. there's, there's a place for that. But there's a lot of people out there that just want to know, like, how do I switch my camera on? Or how do I get yeah. better lighting? And they're not interested in, I don't know, technical things like color temperature. Not that, I mean, I, no. I don't even know what that is really, apart from how, what the color, anyway, let's not, you can tell yeah. me about that later. But you know- <laughs> I can demonstrate it. I'm sure you can. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can get onto those geeky things later on. You know, so, I mean, the, the title of this, this show today is how to make your live videos look professional. We've not said how to get the color temperature exactly 2,500 yeah. Kelvin or whatever that yeah. means. I don't know if I'm using the right technology <laughs> there. Uh, so that's that's important, isn't it? So it when is. it comes to when it comes to video or live video, you've obviously done a lot of it. But uh, so I always like to ask people this question, my guests on the show. Do you still get nervous doing it, getting in front of the camera? And have you got any tips for people when it comes to the whole nerves thing, the fear of getting in front of the camera? Yeah. I've started out through YouTube, really, and I've, I'm very passionate about YouTube. I love to make how-to videos and, and really being the other side of it, so I'm enjoying making them back now. I don't have any nerves putting together a YouTube video because... At the end of the day, I'm sitting here in a room on my own. I'm totally in control. I'm recording it. You know, if I don't like it, I can delete it. I don't find it any harder than standing in front of a mirror and talking to myself. So not on that level. Take it to a live. And yes, it's different. Uh, certainly coming on as a guest. Well, this isn't so bad because we know what we're talking about. But it's more that feeling out of control that that I'm not so good at. If I'm If I'm doing a live and I can... I mean, my tips really is about preparing, you know, and getting everything ready in advance. If I'm doing a webinar or I'm doing a Facebook Live or something, in Ecamm, I've got all my scenes ready to go. I've got my notes in front of me. I've checked all the text working. And all that preparation just, you know, eliminates really as much mm. as possible things that can go wrong. Although having said that, <laughs> my very first webinar... I thought I was being really clever by turning off some of the things in the house that were on the Wi-Fi at the time. And without realizing it, I unplugged the router. And so after all this big launch that I'd done, <laughs> I started a webinar and literally about two minutes in, the whole lot just died on me. Oh. I, I could have cried. Um, I ended up going round to my father-in-law's house 
you know, I'm sort of saying to people, hang on, I'll, I'll come back. I literally jumped in the car, drove around to my father-in-law's house, plugged into the internet there, and about 10 minutes later was up and did the webinar. And actually, people loved it. It was the fact that you would do that. <laughs> well, sometimes these, you know, when the tech disasters happen, I mean, often when the tech disasters happen, we learn from those experiences. But also, yeah. and this is going to be one thing I want to ask you, you know, the whole, we've, we've been talking a lot about uh, embracing the flaws and, 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 you know, and when things could, don't go quite so well and, and yeah. stuff. So actually when things go wrong, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It actually can be quite fun uh, as well. Yeah. Well, maybe, definitely... maybe, maybe not at, at the time, but no, but it's the best way to learn. And I've just been saying this, you know, in this Ecamm Academy to people, you actually want it to go wrong because that's what you learn from. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, a notification goes off on your screen while you're screen sharing. Next time around, you're going to make sure that you turn your do not disturb on and things like that. And you've almost got to learn that way. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. A lot of people are asking me, so what uh, software am I using? Am I using Ecamm Live? Am I using StreamYard? I'm actually using both because this is kind of who I am. I like to test all the different live video tools out there. And, uh, you know, so yes, I'm, I'm using both at the same time, which is not <laughs> necessarily to be recommended. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. Except when it comes to myself, and I always I'm a complete hypocrite. So um, you've kind of mentioned one disaster. Are there any other disasters that you've had where, you know, particularly with live video, and what did you learn from them? Because I think yeah, you're totally right about <laughs> learning from those experiences. And actually, I would say if you haven't had any disasters, you're probably not doing pushing it. You're not pushing it, and you you probably That's need right. to be doing it more regularly. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. I've had loads of things go wrong, mostly usually down to microphones not being on or something like that. But again, you know, I end up with post-it notes all around my screen, so make sure the mic's turned on. Little things like that that can actually ruin a recording. And I did one, there's a setting inside Ecamm Live that does this echo cancellation, and there's a way that I can mess it up so that it won't let me do echo cancellation on it. And I'd got a guest on who was doing me this glowing testimonial. Someone said, there's an echo. And, and when I looked at it and realized what was going on, it was too late. And when I listened back to the recording, I can't use this thing. So yeah, there's been a few real clangers like that. And here's me supposed to be talking about pro video and you know, the, even more you feel the pressure to get it right. But like I said earlier, you've got to go through that because you can't foresee it until it happens. And I can say to somebody, check your microphones and make sure you don't have notifications on and things like that. But until they've actually been in there and it's all fallen apart and they've had that, ah, they won't remember it. That's so true. And, you know, I, I'm I'm still learning things today and I'm sure you are too. You know, things like I'm still trying to work out the best setup for me and, and making sure that everything's working. So we had a few technical issues with the sound yeah. effects and things like that. And I can see that my connection on your screen, how much my connections dropped here but i'm hooked in with a uh, ethernet we we rely so much on the internet don't we yeah yeah it's, um, <laughs> so it's quite funny really we're talking about you know producing professional uh, professional looking uh, yeah. videos but you know at the end of the day you you've there's still things that are going to go wrong, even if you sort out uh, your internet and you, you you have a nice checklist in front of you. There's still the still the possibility that things will things will go wrong. And I've yeah. I've had the situation where well, we had a lightning strike, and um, I was doing a big webinar, really important webinar, and the internet went down. There was nothing I could do about it. No. 
So Miyora says, tech disaster can be a mess sometimes and frustrating. Yeah, it can be frustrating, but the thing is it happens to all of us. It's happening to us a little bit on this show, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day because I think we all we could all uh, identify with that. So thanks yeah. for that. Another reason to pre-record videos, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I want to ask you this, you know, we, we, you know before we kind of get on with, because I know you've got some really cool things to, to share with us, but we, 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 you do, you do, I know you do so we've we've talked a lot about we've we've had some guests on the show recently talking about being real being authentic and embracing the flaws you know uh, when it comes yeah. to live video and a lot of people are fed up with the slick marketing videos so i wanted to ask you you know we we all want to be to produce professional looking videos but is that actually what people want you know why what's the point what's the advantage in making our videos look professional. I mean, your camera and your background look amazing, but does that actually make a difference in the long term? Yeah, absolutely, I believe so. And in fact, Ian, when we got on a call a few weeks back, the first thing you said was, wow, you look really good on that. You know, your backdrop looks good, the camera. And, and that's what I get all the time. This is the impact that it has. And I can turn upon a light. This is why I first got into this was people going, how come your videos look so good? I'll do a YouTube video. I've I've been in groups where I'm talking, uh, and the comments are going, "What camera are you using?" and "What are you doing?" So people are interested in it, and they do want it. And I just think it helps you to stand out. There's so many people are making videos now that I reckon to stand out and really be seen as an authority and an expert. Yeah, this to me is a very quick way to just catch someone's attention, and it doesn't need to be hard and complicated to get to it. I mean, I as a on the flip side of it. Honestly, I watched probably six months ago now, I was I was expecting, I won't say who it is, but I was I was excited to see this live, this interview that I was going to watch. And uh, this guest came on and she's there in front of this big window, uh, you know, really bad lighting coming over her. And, and I can only imagine she licked the lens that she was looking through because it was such a, it, honestly, I'd never seen anything like it. it. You'd have thought the microphone was the other end of the room. There's a dog yapping. Uh, and I, I couldn't listen to it. And I thought she'd probably got some great content to share, but I couldn't, I was totally put off by just this, <laughs> you know, and if, if that's being kind of real and raw, then I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> so I yeah. think it's not so much about professional in the sense of, you know, a newsreader style. And it's just trying to be your absolute best. Ian, I'm, you would say the same. You know, if we showed up, if I was meeting someone as a one-to-one -one meeting, I'd think about what I was going to wear. I'd make sure that I'd got my laptop ready and, um, you know, got a presentation ready and things. I'd probably think about where we were going to meet actually as well. Yeah. You know, you, you do put that in because that first impression is so powerful. Yeah, I wouldn't turn up in me tracky bottoms and you know with a laptop that's just about to die on me and so yes i i absolutely and i hope that i come across you know if you meet me when you meet me at a social media marketing world i hope that you'll say actually you're exactly the same as you was on video you know yeah. to me that's how you still be transparent and authentic what somebody said to me once actually uh one of my customers said when I watch you on your webcam, which is what you're looking at here, he said, I feel like I'm watching a video. But he said, when I see you through the camera, it's like you're there in front of me. And I thought, 
Brilliant. Uh, capture that as a, <laughs> a line to use, really, because it is that. It's getting it. It's, we're all about building no like and trust with people. And if we can make this feel as natural and real in front of them, then it's really just high quality, maybe more than um, professional. Yeah, I like that. And I like what you said about standing out, because I think there's so much attention being sucked away from us, you know, on, on social media and all these channels, YouTube and everything, it's that yeah. to actually stand out is really, really hard. We, we had um, David Bain on the show quite a few weeks ago talking about how to create marathon live shows and he felt that you know doing four hour eight hour shows was one way to stand out definitely because there's yeah. not that many people doing that but also no. just making sure that your videos look professional and also making sure that the quality of what you're saying the actual you're actually delivering yes. value as well but in this totally. in this episode we're going to be focusing on the look and the visuals aren't we so i know that you you said to me before that there are three main parts to making your live videos look professional. Can you share with us what those three are and then um, we can maybe focus on the first? Yes, very simple. Uh, your set, meaning, you know, what this is that's going on behind you really and where you're filming, uh, your equipment and yourself. So we can focus on that first one, the set. And if you're watching live or watching the replay or indeed listening to the podcast, let us know maybe what you're using in, from, in terms of your set. Are you using a particular camera, microphone? What's been your experience? I'd love to know from you uh, because I've had my experience. Uh, not always good. So um, yeah, so where, where would you start with, when it comes to the set? Because set to me sounds, I don't know, yeah. TV studio, like studio lighting and all this kind of stuff. I, I, <laughs> I use it because I can't think of a better word, really. The, the place where you film. You know, it can be a bedroom. And actually, I'm going to show you if that's all right. I know the podcast listeners won't be able to benefit from it, but I can show you a couple of uh, behind the scenes shots of where people some of my customers are actually working well and we can um, we can describe describe these to can, our listeners yes. of course so that's fine absolutely or maybe you put a link that they can come over and watch it as the video exactly. as well if they're, if they're really yeah. kind of sitting in their car going <laughs> oh, i want to i want to see this so this is sabina one of my customers and uh, you could look at this and think you know wow she's got this amazing studio that she's recording in here uh, i could get going if i did that but i'll wait until i've moved and got a studio well this is actually where sabina is filming and uh, i love this and i use this example all the time because so many people you know use that as an excuse you mentioned earlier about procrastinating and putting it off because they haven't got the tech well equally so people say they haven't got the space to do it but here's sabina in a spare bedroom her camera those of you that can't see this um, i was just showing a picture here of sabina's spare bedroom she's got her tripod up on a bit of board on the end of the bed and a couple of lights and her set uh, is really based on a uh, one of these vinyl backdrops that you can put behind you and it just gives uh, an amazing impression adam has become a good friend of mine through through the academy here Adam sent me this because he had just moved house at this point, but he needed to get some videos going. And again, uh, he just sent me this picture afterwards and said, I've got to let you see what's going on here. Uh, and this is him in his room, literally his camera's there on a tripod in the middle. And there's all these moving boxes and things all laying around. Uh, again, it doesn't matter because nobody sees it. Uh, all that matters is what's going on for this kind of two meter space right behind your head. 
I've got another one just here. We'll leave it on this one. So you could look at uh, John here and think, actually, he's got this brick wall going on behind him. It looks very similar to mine, actually. But uh, I love this because, uh, <laughs> Ian, you would rec- you would kind of resonate with this. This is just a, a UK typical garage at home um, with lots of, well, I don't mean that your garage is like this, but in terms of the space, I think in the States. Mine's worse than this. <laughs> yeah. But he said to me, I've got a brick wall like that. I could use that. And he literally shoved everything up the other end of his garage here so that he'd got a bit of space to filming. And I just love to show these examples just to say to people, look, you don't need this fancy set. You don't need to be in a studio. Actually, if you can just, it doesn't matter if there's boxes and beds and all sorts laying around over there, as long as this bit behind you is, you've thought about it and you've actually considered what is going on in this. Does it add to your story? Does it compliment you or is it distracting and make people go has he really got that behind you know what, what's that over there that's really helpful so yeah it, you don't have to have like a proper studio well th- these are their proper studios but yeah i think in our minds yeah. we can that we can only start our live video shows or any kind of videos until we have a proper studio and you've just shown us that you yeah. can make do with what you've got you know yeah. one of the things that i've i mean i i just i'd love to actually show maybe in my next video uh, show I'll, I'll actually show where i'm filming from and it's a spare bedroom stroke office and just because of the situation that we're in, I actually decided, you know what, I'm just going to use a green screen. Although green yeah. screens are, you've got to get the lighting right, but actually I just, my background is actually really boring. It's either that or a very messy bookcase. And so that's what I've done. So there, there are other situations, you know, you can you can, could yeah. use a green screen, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. Again, in the Ecamm Academy just a few weeks ago, you know, we were doing this and we were, loads of people were going out and getting green screens. So you can just get these downloads, you can get images and things uh, just as backgrounds. You can actually put video up behind you now, just looping. Deposit photos or something no, like that? No. Um, uh... Yeah, it'll come back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes later. <laughs> it's just one of those um, days. Yeah. Pexels, Unsplash. Unsplash. There you go. There we go. We got there in the end. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'd got another brand going through my head, which, yeah. But it's trying to get that green screen right so it's shot at the right angle, for instance. And, you know, because quite often the photo might have been shot from above and then you're sitting there straight on and it just... The proportions look weird. It doesn't work. Uh, I had a great one. One of my customers, I haven't got it here to show actually, but one of my customers recently came up with one that was like panelled boards, but it was just the right size. You know, it, it looked like it was there behind it because the, the, the proportion was right. Uh, so it's a few things to look at, but you can easily just pull them in and try them. But as you say, it's, it's so easy now, isn't it, to be able to bring that green screen in in a lot of these programs. These things don't need to be expensive. I mean, yeah, the green, the green screen I've got, I've got the Elgato one. It's not it's yeah. not cheap, but it's over £100 or $100. Yeah. But but when you think about how much it would cost to, like, yes. maybe do other things in the place. And, yeah, you just you, sometimes the low-tech is what you, you need to focus on. Like, for example, I've yeah. got a very state-of-the-art standing desk that I use for all my live streams. And okay. it basically is four box files and I put my laptop on top. But the great thing is it's adjustable. The height adjusts. I just take one box file out and it goes a bit lower. It's great. <laughs> well, I, I'm a step on from that. I, I got from Ikea one of these um, standing desks, but it, but it's a little handle thing down here. So I have to kind of do this, but, but, it, it, but it does lift up and down, partly because I did a lot of tutorial videos where I was kind of, I wanted the desk to be more at a worktop height. 
So I use it for that, but actually it allows me like this to be able to, one of the things I, <laughs> if I wind this up a bit, you'll see my monitor starting to come in at the bottom of the screen. There. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> so it allows me to put my desk lower than I would use it normally so that my camera can stay at eye level uh, and just keep the monitor below it. Yeah. Which it makes it very easy. So, so actually my camera is literally on the tripod, just the other side of my computer here. Uh, really no higher than a webcam would be if it was perched on the top. And and that's obviously really important because what you don't want is when you're looking at your guest, you're not looking at the camera and it can look very disconcerting, yeah. which is yeah. not so good. It's time to mention our second sponsor, which is Content 10X. And Content 10X are experts in content repurposing. They've been sponsoring this podcast and show pretty much from the beginning. And I'm really thankful to them. And it's a great fit because live video is a great format to repurpose your content with. Once you press that end broadcast button, once you've, you've done your live video, you can then turn it into a plethora of different content, whether that's a podcast, which is what I do, or videos and YouTube or social media images, that kind of thing. And Content 10X, they basically offer a full end-to-end -end content repurposing service. So yeah, they could turn your live show into a blog post, which is great for SEO and traffic, podcast episodes, videos, social media images. And this helps you reach new audiences and of course saves you time so you can focus on building your business. So you could either use their service, which is amazing, or if you want to find out how to do that yourself, just go to content10x.com. They've got an amazing blog packed with information on all things content repurposing. They've got a podcast and now they've got a book as well, Content 10X book. So check them out. Go to content10x.com. And I thank you so much, Amy and the team for sponsoring this podcast. Now I'm going to focus on the second, which I think you said was equipment. So this is where a lot of people get excited about. Um, oh, just before we do that, yeah, Carrie, Carrie's saying, uh, I find videos to use for background so much fun. And yes, I, I have to find, I've, I found <laughs> one of me that looked, found one where it looks like I'm flying through space. I'm not sure how practical that is, but. Um. <laughs> I did a really fun one, actually. So I did a video clip here. So it just looked like it was my wall going on behind. And I just came in at the side and kind of did this wave and then disappeared off again. So I, I, I'd slip it in as the green screen here. I'm talking away and then there's me comes in behind. And <laughs> so you can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, like, so we need to talk about equipment. We've got uh, some uh, Fiona Lucas. So I'll just bring in what Fiona's been saying, what she, used, she uses. She So in terms of a microphone, she uses the Yeti Pro. She uses the Logitech Brio webcam ring lights, and she uses StreamYard or Zoom for the live streaming. But she's also asking a question about the best lighting for green screen. I, I was talking earlier that I think lighting's really important, although I think the camera, I think you're going to tell us all about the cameras as well, which I'm really excited about. So she was saying, I have the same green screen that Ian has, but um, I need it pretty close to me. But the fluffing, waving edges around my hair are so annoying. I find the, the, the green screen option in the Ecamm is amazing, and that's, that, that yeah. really helps. But camera is important too. So yeah, tell, tell us all, Adrian, we need help. Yeah, and I know you've touched on, you know, you, I think when we originally connected, actually months back, I think, on Ecamm, just in a, in a chat, really, you were saying about lighting being something you're interested in. I, I would actually say that the camera is more important than the lighting. I used two uh, fairly small LED panel lights. And what I did, Ian, I'm very happy I've got an equipment list here that shows all of the kit that I have with links to 
various Amazon stores. If people are interested at the end, we could make that available. Typically, people get these sort of softbox kits with a, you know, the corkscrew bulbs in there. And it's a fixed color coming through it. And it can actually make you look very pink or even kind of a purpley cast coming through because the color isn't matching the lights and the ambient light coming into your room. So I choose these ones that have a variable color temperature on them. And actually the ones I've got, I've got a remote control that I can work from here. So I can actually sit here and I can adjust the the lighting on them, which is brilliant when I'm working with a student and they're actually, I can see it's really hot looking and I need to take that down. So these are the lights that I'm recommending in here. And they're not a lot, you know, they're not silly money. $220 is for two of these on their stands. So great little lights, but definitely, I mean, I wouldn't use, I rarely take these over 40% power. They're not doing a lot. I'm all about trying to use the ambient light that's already in your room and would be saying if you've got light that you can work in uh, anyway you know so that you could you could write at it you could work at your computer in this night it's not like being in the dark then actually leave those lights on and balance these video lights to match the color of those so it creates this very natural look and you're not getting this warm look going on behind while you've got a cool look coming in on the front so this is where your color temperature comes in and while I wouldn't geek out on it in that sense, I do think it's important to, to try and match this in. And you can only do that when you get lights that have got a color temperature setting. Ring lights, <laughs> I've got a video somewhere where I'm really slagging off ring lights, I'm afraid. Not so much because of what they are and what they do, but I think there's a pattern of entrepreneurs that just kind of stick a ring light in front of them and think that's going to be all that's needed. And it's, it's not much different to having that photo taken when you've got a flash coming straight at you. They aren't designed to be the only light that you have. They're a fill light that's designed to sort of take mm. out shadows and things based on other lights that are coming in. And certainly if you're a glasses wearer, you can't have those things in front of you because they're just going to have this ring around your eyes. But you don't get ring lights that have a color temperature, variable temperature on them. So for that reason, I'm kind of dismissing them. Do you think ring lights are like a quick and easy option for, for some people who are, certainly for if you're not wearing glasses? Yeah. I mean, I, I avoid ring ring lights because I wear glasses and they just they just yeah. don't work for, for me. But yeah. I've seen some people get away with it. They've had a good yeah. experience. Uh, to be honest, I mean, any if you wear glasses, any light in front of you, whether it's a ring light or a rectangular one sitting on top of the camera is going to come back into your glasses. I try to position mine. Again, I've got a, a video on YouTube talking about how to position lights if you wear glasses, but just putting them higher and out to the side. So hopefully they're not really being caught in the reflection. Yes, there is that kind of quick setup. But again, my whole thing really is, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I started doing this when I was just scripting out this video for going around my studio and I, I know I should be saying just get going with what you've got but honestly I, I think there is such an impact and it's such a difference when you do show up with a high quality lighting and cameras and things I would encourage people to get going with this kit make the investment and actually start doing it as soon as possible what I've seen people doing actually and I, I meant to mention this earlier on is actually customers that I'm talking to that will go actually, now I've seen how good I can look. It's actually really helped my confidence. And I'm excited to be making videos. I didn't know I could look this good on video. So I think there's that element as well. That's not only, you know, what your audience think to you and that their perception of you, but you just, it really helps your confidence when you said, it's like getting a photo shoot done, isn't it? You know, you, you, you can, as a photographer, there's plenty of people that I've spoken to that have said to me, 
oh, sorry, you know, I, I don't do photos. I, I don't take a good photo. And then I'll catch something and they'll go, oh, oh, that's really nice. Actually. Could you send that to me? You know, <laughs> so actually we we like to look good on a photo. And it's the same with video. This is my whole thing, really, with this. I mean, I'm talking an investment. It's about $1,200 is really all the kit that I've got around me here. So it's not silly money. Buy it once and then every video is going to look like it. You won't be looking back in six months going, ah, oh, but those videos look really bad now. <laughs> well, that, so yeah. So if you want to know the, the, the link, I'll be putting this, I've actually put it in the, yeah. in the live in the, in the the live show notes, but if you go to iag.me forward slash 39, it will be there. So yeah, do do, do check that out. And because uh, yeah. you've, you've produced this really amazing equipment list. Uh, just before we go on, I just got, want to say Kelly Barder's here. So she's, she's uh, just saying right. two of my uh, awesome friends, great to have you here and uh, great to have you Kelly she was uh, one of my first ever guests on the show which was great oh really and uh, Fiona Lucas shares a, a lovely story she was on a live stream the other day this is on LinkedIn and the gas lift on my chair started to release I was slowly sinking <laughs> which is great. And she says, I, I have two ring lights on each side of me and mine yes. do have a variable temperature. So that's an interesting one. Ah, okay. Interesting. Didn't realize they did. I know you can get like a yellow filter that goes over it. Yes. I mean, whether it's a square or it's a circle, it's giving out light. My problem with ring lights, as I say, is people, it's the kit with the phone holder in the middle of it. And people just go, right, I can get going with that. Um, and there's this dark room going on behind them while they're trying, you know, and if they try and turn it up, then they get totally blown out before it gets to the back. And so it's, yeah, it's knowing how to use them. Yeah, that's cool. So we've talked about the set and we've talked about lighting, but we haven't really talked yeah. about cameras yet. We've had a, quite no. a few people talking about that what they're using. So uh, we've got Mark also, he uses Sony NEX EA50. He's using a Windows okay. PC, Softbox's green screen, Sennheiser Mic 600 and Vmix, which is very scary, wow. but it's a great, yeah. great piece of kit if you're, <laughs> you're on a PC. Man yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stefan Thompson earlier said he uses a Canon 700D, a Mac, four lights, yep. green screen, which is great. And uh, I think on, on LinkedIn, somebody mentioned something, what they're using. Oh, yeah, that was Fiona. So she was using Yeti Pro, Legitech Brio, Ring Light, StreamYard, or Zoom. Um, so, yeah, help us with cameras. Ian, remind me, was it the M50 that you mentioned you were looking at? recently yeah so the the a lot of people have been recommending and using the m50 it's used a lot by youtubers and uh it works really well with a lot of the software so if, is that one there you're just showing up it is yeah um i had i've got now three customers who have got this camera so i i'm trying to say well you should have a menu that says this and you and i thought i just need to buy one <laughs> so i i got one where a lot this is the photographer in me I know that the money is in the lenses. And so it's more about, I remember my brother when he asked me years ago, which camera should he get? And I said, come down a model in the camera and get a better lens. So I'm, I'm all Panasonic, I'm afraid. And uh, well, I'll explain why in a second, but I use this, you'll see on this list, a, a Panasonic G7 and uh, a prime lens on the front of it, which allows me to get, I mean, I'm literally, I'm as close as this to my camera, 
but it does this wonderful job of blurring out the background and it doesn't do any distortion. Uh, it's not a wide angle that's making the edges go funny. So I got hold of this Canon one, uh, slightly worried actually thinking, what if I, after telling people for years, this G7's the one to get and they've all just gone out and bought it. And now I go, actually, I've changed my mind as a new camera in town. I like this camera, definitely. There, there are features on it to do with the focusing and the tracking but it's not ticking all the boxes. It's not doing what my G7 is. Things like, I can't get rid of the marker. There is no way of getting rid of the marker if you're going to do this live tracking. So, you know, one of the big pluses people talk about is as I move in and out, it will follow me and stay in focus. Mm. I can't get rid of that using HDMI. Now I can if I use uh, USB and go into Ecamm, partly saying this for you, Ian, because I know you're, you're yeah. an Ecamm user. And so there is a way around it doing that. What it doesn't do is take the audio across it. So with me, I've got a Rode mic sitting on the top of my camera that's on an arm leaning forward. And so my audio goes into the camera and that one HDMI feed comes out and that's the audio that you're hearing that comes through. Now this Canon won't do it. And even over HDMI, it doesn't carry audio over the HDMI lead. So I need to have a USB mic. So again, there are, there are workarounds with all of it. I can plug a cable into my Mac that's got a, a mic and a headphone input on there so I can kind of trick it and plug, you know, something like that Rode Go mic or something like that into it. But again, it's all just hassle to me. And then you get problems. Then you need to sort this delay out because your audio is coming in faster than your feed. So I just, <laughs> I still love this Panasonic. It does everything that I want it to do. And I mean, I just bought another one. 190 pounds I just paid for it body only so <laughs> seriously affordable so this is the this is the Panasonic G7 you're talking about G7 G7 yeah. and, uh, and it's definitely worth checking out all of these options I mean a lot of people talk yeah. about the Canon M50 and of course there are che even cheaper options such as the the webcams but would you say that getting a digital SLR or mirrorless camera really, that's where you really yeah. do get that professional look and particularly Definitely. focusing on the lens. I'd, and I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the lenses. You know, do we go with the, the lens that comes with these things or do we get a, like, yeah. a prime lens? And also you've, you've, you probably want to explain a little bit to our viewers and listeners because not everyone's going to understand. You're talking about HDMI and then USB Sorry. and, yeah. and, also, so some cameras have what's called a clean HDMI output and some don't. Uh, yeah. And so you might want to explain that as well, because that that's, I mean, I, I've looked a lot into this and it still kind of like wrecks yes. my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's good. So first of all, lenses. So this is my G7. And as you can see, there's no lens on it. Well, you can't see if you're on a podcast, but there's no lens on this. You can buy them body only secondhand, because what you find is, people get nice lenses and then they upgrade the bodies, but the lens will then go on to the next one. So this is what I bought for under 200 pounds. And this actually is a US one as well. So this would work for our American audience as well. So I would get, a, it's called a prime lens. And what it's doing is you have no zoom on it. There isn't, it, the, the lens that comes with it, you can zoom it in and out, you can set it at a distance, but there is a trade-off for that you buy a prime lens which is set at a different zoom distance because it's working that way they can do a lot more with the glass they can actually the aperture so basically the hole that the, the light is coming through from for the lens can be wider which will let more light in uh, which is partly why i don't need to have my lights on so high 
because my lenses are letting a lot more light come into the camera than it would do if I'd use the kit lens that comes with it when I buy it. So I say to my customers almost to box that lens that comes with it because you won't use it for this. Get a prime lens. So on this Panasonic, it's a 20 mil prime. You could get more of a zoom, but it just means you've got to push that camera further away mm. from you. So the fact that I've got it here and I can work like this, I can literally reach across and touch and focus on the screen flipped out at the side of me here. I did the same thing with this Canon and I bought their 22 mil lens that's on this, which is almost the equivalent of a 35 mil. And I just did a quick test into my group and put the two side by side, very similar quality coming in on both of them. The Panasonic isn't necessarily winning in terms of quality. It is very slightly between these two cameras. So one of the downsides of this Panasonic is that it doesn't track. It doesn't stay focused on me. I'm like, as I come back here, I go out of focus. I have to manually focus this in at this distance, as I say, by just touching and doing it. The Canon one will track me. And as I come out and in, it does a really good job of doing that. But if I want to use it for live streaming, I need to turn that feature off and go back to a manual focus, which then kind of takes me back to <laughs> that was its one strength it had over this Panasonic. And is that whether you do HDMI or USB or does it, does it is it for both? So, yeah, weirdly, uh, if you do it on USB uh, and Ecamm is the only option you've got for using ESB unless you used ABS. Um, <laughs> even more scary to send it out across usb like this there is a slight drop in quality i did just a recording the other day and i was going right this is it on hdmi this is it on usb i'll put some up onto my page actually and just show the illustrations before and after so on usb you don't get this little marker come around every time you move and it goes but you do on hdmi so when we're saying hdmi it's it's a clever way, really, but very simple for us to use uh, something like a, a DSLR camera or mirrorless camera. They have a HDMI output that is designed to plug into a monitor or a TV, so you could just play back that video into it. We get these little HDMI converters because there is no HDMI input into a computer. There might be a HDMI slot, but it will be only an output. Yeah. So what we need to do is convert that, convert that HDMI feed into a USB one that plugs into our computer. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. So, so something like the there's the Camlink 4K yes. is, is one. I think you recommended that one. So this is a little, it's like it. a little dongle you plug in, and then you plug yeah. your camera into that, and it kind of basically enables you to use your camera like a webcam. Yes. Your computer just thinks you've plugged a webcam in. Absolutely. That's that's cool. Carrie is saying I would like the flip screen and live tracking focus as my two most important factors for a camera. And I, I would say it really depends. So I think it depends on on what your priorities are. So I think for you, Adrian, you know the the most important that you want to put the microphone on your camera and for that yeah. to go through HDMI. So, but if that's not your most important thing, then then look at other other types of cameras. She also says, oh, so the M50 isn't great for live streaming and keeping the auto tracking. You have to go to manual setting. And I think, I don't know what you think, Adrian, but it depends on how you do it. So if you're plugging via USB, you're okay. But if you're going to be doing it via HDMI, you're not. Have I got that right? That's right. But then you're you're not getting the same quality, slight drop in quality okay. if you go across USB. Yeah. So it's your... And this is my, every time I seem to look at other options other than this Panasonic, I feel like I'm having to trade off or there's a compromise somewhere. 
Well, we've actually, we've gone way over time, but this is, wow, I mean, yeah. this is absolutely, well, as long as you're okay with that, I'm absolutely f- fine because we've gone into so much stuff, but we've got one final thing, which which is yourself. So we, we talked about your set, yeah. your equipment. Do you want to just briefly take us through what you mean by that? What's the third step in yeah. making our live videos look professional? Yeah, just very conscious. You know, somebody can get the kit, sort the background out, and then like, uh, now what, you know? <laughs> um it is this confidence it's been on camera whether that's live streaming or recorded videos so for me it's it's about remembering why you do what you do getting passionate about it mm. and <laughs> i've got a card back there that says you rock on the wall behind me there uh, and it was a card that i got off one of my customers that just said about the impact i'd had on him and he loved my course and i, I like that there and it catches my eye now and again it just reminds me why i'm doing this that actually i'm helping people get over this heard or they want to be able to create an online course or whatever it is but they're stuck and they can't make the videos and for me that's my why that's why i'm doing what i do and it's why i'm passionate about it i I realized talking to my customers about 70 percent plus of them when i talk to them will say well the first place i saw you was on a youtube video and so i'm passionate about it but i'm also very conscious that every time i go live or i mean this could be the case now you know it might be that someone watches me now who then kind of later down the road becomes a customer of mine. And you think it's so important that, so I've got that in my mind when I'm going live, that helps me to kind of think, right, this is important. This is why I'm doing it. I could be helping someone get across that barrier, that hurdle, and I wanna get out there and help them. I've got a little free mini course actually on how to be confident on camera. In a nutshell, it's very much me saying, whatever it is, you know, maybe you do Facebook ads, you know, somebody reaches out to you and they're saying, I'm really struggling. I can't get my head around this. I just wish I could get some help. You would naturally go, yeah, I can help you with that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I love doing, I know exactly where you're going wrong. I liken it to sitting in a coffee shop. I'll say to people, imagine you're face to face because it doesn't feel dissimilar to that. You and I sitting, you know, I know we can see each other on here, but it doesn't feel dissimilar to that, that it's, I say, if somebody reached out to you and they said, can we meet up, you know, and you're sitting there in the coffee shop and they're telling you all these problems and what's going wrong and you're just lighting up because you're thinking, I know this, you know, I can't wait to get in there and help them out with it. And it's this that, you know, if, if you're doing the right thing online here and you're passionate about what you do, it ought to come through like that, really. I don't have to think, oh, hang on a minute, what was I doing with my body language and was I smiling enough and <laughs> was I looking at the camera or was I, because it just, it oozes out of you. And people say that to me, you can tell you're passionate about what you do. And I think that's, it has to come out like that. And it just, if if you can get to that place of thinking, I love what I do, and I know I'm helping people, then actually, a lot of that fear, a lot of those barriers just fall away, because, uh, you know, and not worrying about thumbs and ears and things like that. You're just delivering and helping people on something that you're very passionate about, and that you know, well, that's great. And you said it's it's get to there. It's a journey, isn't it? The first Absolutely, few videos, yeah. the, probably the first dozen. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's like my experience, yes. the first dozen or so are probably going to be not that great. Appalling, maybe, totally. in the case of me. Yeah. And there'll be mistakes and your arm and your eye. And then you'll suddenly start to realize, actually, it doesn't matter. Keep working yeah. at it. And um, yeah, just and in it's terms a journey. of the camera itself, I know people you know can stand on stage and talk to a thousand people and they really struggle with talking into a camera. Um, I start them off and just say, well, just start looking in the mirror and, and you know, get used to seeing your face back. Are you smiling? Do you, would you want to w- watch you <laughs> type thing? And, and then actually just hold this camera in front of you and just 
talk to it. You know, it's not even turned on, but I can look at it and just break it down. It's not some beast that's there that's without turning the thing on and then build it up in stages, record something, but only you're going to look at it. And then eventually you go live and it feels a lot easier by the time you get to that point. Oh, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for all those tips. So we've talked about the the set, the equipment, and then yourself and getting all those three things focused, you know, but don't use any of these things as an excuse not to go live. If, no. you, if all you can <laughs> afford is like a simple webcam, just to get started with that. But do download Adrian's guide, which will be the, the equipment list. It will be in the show notes, iedu.me forward slash 39. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome list and have a little play with those things. That'd be great. So how can people find out a little bit more about you? I've, I've obviously, I've put all your links on, in the yeah. show notes. You've, you've <laughs> carelessly scattered yourself across the interwebs and social media sites. But uh, where's oh. a good place for people to stalk you in a good way? To be honest, YouTube is is my best platform. Go to YouTube. I've got a whole playlist on Ecamm. I've got videos on Kajabi. I've got things about YouTube, about video. You could spend hours looking around at the videos and just, yeah, learn stuff. And then actually, as you're doing it, you're starting to get to know me because you'll realize I'm the same person, yeah. <laughs> same kind of style and personality in all my videos. Um, yeah, do that and then uh, come over to Facebook. I've got a Facebook group that's open, Pro Video Made Easy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's not it's not so much of a social network. So if you so I think your channel is just Adrian Salisbury. Uh, so yeah, yeah youtube.com forward slash Adrian Salisbury. And all the other links will be in the show notes. Paul, we're out, well out of time. We've had a fab, I've had a fabulous time. You've uh, really helped Good. us with so many things. So thank you so much uh, for all of that. No, thank but you. We'll leave it there. So until next time, I encourage you all to level up your impact, authority, and profit using Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Adrian Salisbury on the show. Oh.